Hi, I'm Arianna Raji Lee, and welcome to the Passion Mama podcast. Each episode, I interview a guest about modern motherhood to address its challenges, but more importantly, to celebrate its opportunities. From prenatal experts to postnatal health specialists, nutritionists, mums, and mums to be, I ask them to share their insights and stories with us. Welcome to Passion Mama in Conversation. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Passion Mama podcast in conversation. This week, I'm joined by nutritionist and founder of the pregnancy food company, Laura Hughes. Hi, Laura. How are you? Hi, I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Oh, pleasure. Thank you for, um, thank you for being with us. Uh, this is my first recording via Skype rather than face-to-face, so um, let's hope um things go well and the, and the quality is um, is decent enough. Um, so I think let's just start by um, if you could tell us kind of a bit about your background um, and more about the pregnancy yeah. food company yeah. and kind of why you started it. Yeah of course so I studied to become a nutritional therapist and I also had always wanted to be a midwife forever. Um, but I looked into it and I realised actually I don't like hospitals or night shifts, which <laughs> kind of integral to the whole process. Yeah. So I thought um, actually I would try and do something along the same lines, but more focusing on the nutrition. And at the same time, I saw a lot of my friends either struggling to get pregnant or struggling to know what to eat or mainly feeling rubbish after they'd had their babies and I thought actually there's probably something there where I can help so that's how it came about really. Mm, That's incredible why why do you think that they were struggling to um, find um, what was good to kind of put into their bodies do you think it was obviously a time thing and an adjustment into that kind of motherhood phase or just at that time there was maybe just a lot less information that was available? A lot of people are obviously working at the same time now where we maybe weren't before. And I think also Google is great, but it's also a nightmare because you look something up and it gives you 10 different answers and you have no idea what is the right one. Yeah. I think that was where people were trying to get their information from. And it was basically just becoming an information overload. I think that's what a lot of people say now, that there's just so much information out there that they just don't know what to trust. So I kind of wanted to be a place where people could come and trust what was being said, that it was sort of specific to that area of their life, what they were going through at the time, and just cut through the confusion, really. Great. Well, good for you I mean I, I follow you on Instagram obviously um, and your website and stuff and there's a lot of good 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 content on there um, so you cover um, the kind of uh, pre-baby and post-baby kind of all aspects of, of nutrition um, throughout um, a mother's kind of journey why don't we start with um, I guess the beginning um, what would you um, recommend in terms of nutritional health for um, anyone who's trying to um, start a family or get pregnant? Yeah, so actually this is the area that I'm focusing on quite heavily now, is the whole fertility section, Mm. because people seem to be struggling with that quite 
a lot there's sort of more common issues now so the main things that I normally go through with people normally we look at okay what can we remove first so have they got lots of processed food in their diet have they got lots of chemicals going onto their body basically I don't really like the word detox because our bodies are detoxing all the time anyway they do that quite well but it's kind of a look at what you're putting in and on your body and is it all necessary and trying to switch it to natural stuff and that just helps the body perform at a good level because you're not, obviously not putting loads of pressure on it if you know what I mean yeah. to remove all those things so that's the first thing we look at then we normally look at sort of um okay, how are your cycles are they are they the same length each month are they healthy is there anything we can do there and it's all about balancing your hormones and that's quite heavily linked also to your blood sugar so we look at what foods might be influencing your blood sugar negatively. I always hate bringing up sugar as a nutritionist because everyone always expects you to bring up the sugar. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, it is, it is quite a big part to be aware of. The other thing that I look at is, OK, what can we put in the body to nourish? So obviously the main thing for mum is going to be trying to make sure that those eggs that she's got are nice and healthy. So it's going to be having lots of fruit and vegetables and nice healthy fats. So we normally work on those sorts of things. How can we incorporate more of that into the diet? Some good supplements as well. We used to obviously not have to take too many supplements, but nowadays with intensive farming, things like that, it's kind of become more important because the, the nourishment in our food isn't quite as good. Mm. So I always suggest to take um, some good supplements along with that. Um, and also just if you're not feeling 100%, you're not feeling quite right, maybe you're tired all the time or something's just a bit off, I always suggest just pop to the doctors and, and get a blood test before you start thinking of conceiving just to make sure that there's nothing that can be rectified beforehand. So sorry, I've babbled on a bit there. No, no, no. Glad, I'm glad you did. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was. There were two things I wanted to kind of go back and touch, touch upon. Um, the supplements and things. Do you, do you, do you? Um, obviously, do you provide your, your? Do you have your own supplements? Are there brands that you would recommend over another? You know, I mean, you know, I, I, I'd be happy to go to kind of Boots or Holland and Barrett, but then I get, you know, a lot of. I hear a lot of the time that actually those aren't those are only a small percentage of the actual amount of the supplement that you need so uh, you know where where would you recommend that people start to get their supplements from a company called phytoplan and they do some really good ones we do sell them on our website so you can find them on there basically they have a lower amount of each nutrient but the nutrient is absorbed better into the body than a cheaper supplement if that makes sense yeah that does make yeah because it's it's what we call bioavailable to the body so your body thinks ah I recognize this it's just like I can see in in the food that you're eating so I know what to do with it mm-hmm. whereas when you have um maybe something cheaper it isn't it's it's synthetic so yeah that's what I always recommend obviously any type of supplement that you can take is probably going to be helpful if you know some people obviously don't have the spare cash to be spending on slightly more expensive ones but 
yeah, if, if you've got the choice, I would definitely say to go for, for one that's a little bit more expensive. Right. And sorry, did you mention a brand? I don't know if it cut out or... or, or, or um... Yeah, I just... Um, a couple of my favourites are Wild Nutrition and Cytoplan. Brilliant, thank you. Um, I normally use. Um, and I just wanted to also go back to that dreaded S word, sugar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you mentioned that um, there are just certain things that um, anyone who's trying to get pregnant um, should be aware of in terms of sugar. What 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 might those things kind of look like? Well, obviously, we all know that chocolate and sweets and things like that have lots of sugar in them. Um, so that's sort of preaching to the converted, really. But there's other things just with carbohydrates, really. So if you're having loads and loads of bread, pasta, rice, sometimes those things can cause well they do cause a blood sugar spike and in it's worse in some people than in others and you never really know unless you've actually had your blood tested how you're really reacting to those so that's just something to be aware of I normally tell people um, to have complex carbohydrates so the whole grain varieties and also if you pair that if you pair your carbohydrates with a fat or a protein it slows down the absorption of the sugar so for example you could have avocado on toast so you've got fat and the carbohydrate together and it's also a yummy snack <laughs> as well yeah um, but I guess my question was sorry if it wasn't um clear um what's the danger of having too much sugar if you're having a lot of sugar there's the danger of developing something like diabetes or pre-diabetes and that basically disturbs what's going on in the body so it upsets the balance in the body and it can lead to trouble getting pregnant and it can lead to a higher instance of miscarriage as well. So that's why it's important to get those blood sugar levels balanced. And it, it just causes inflammation in the body generally, which is what we want to avoid if we're looking to conceive. Thank you. That's super helpful. Um, you said the protein word, so I'm actually going to ask you a little bit about um proteins in um I guess pregnancy in particular um I am in an industry where um the word protein gets bandied around um as does the word veganism um and I guess with the rise of um more sustainable lifestyles and plant-based living um we're obviously seeing more and more vegan pregnancies now than I assume we would have seen previously yeah. what yes. what um advice would you give to women who are pregnant um and vegan in order to make sure that they're getting the right types um and amounts of protein that they need um in their diet yeah so i would definitely say it would be a good idea to in this case if you if you are vegan and you are pregnant i would definitely say it would be a good idea to get regular blood tests so there are quite a few easy options nowadays online where you can just have a, um, you can do a little pinprick and send it back to the company and they'll tell you all sorts of things about your iron levels and your zinc and that sort of thing. So I would definitely recommend doing that because there isn't really a doubt about the fact that if you are on a vegan diet, it is difficult to get the right levels of zinc and iron and b12 in because those are in animal products 
so that would be the first thing just to make sure where you are sort of on the scale and the blood tests and then I would also supplement well with those sorts of things so I would get a good supplement that that includes zinc iron and b12 I think most places now do a kind of vegan supplement with with those just important bits that you normally miss out on and then I would also get a good omega-3 now which is they now actually have some way they take it directly from the algae rather than from the fish so whereas before you would have had to take a fish oil you can now just take an algae oil which has those good fats in there which you need for the pregnancy so those are normally my main things and the other thing with with that is also to make sure that you are having a good varied diet because there isn't really any getting away from the fact that it does reduce the options that are available to you so it's definitely being aware of not eating the same things each day and still getting a good variety of things in right thank you um so we've touched on pregnancy why don't we talk we move on um further along to um once you've actually given birth um yes do you have any tips for i guess um a quick not quick recovery but recovery food food (laughs) to kind of food to kind of help um the recovery i I think think it's quite important to to think about afterwards whilst you're still pregnant. So I would definitely be, just to go back quickly, I would definitely be looking to hydrate well in the weeks leading up to labour and eat well, um, just because that's going to help your body to recover afterwards. Because I think lots of us or lots of people really underestimate how much the body goes through to grow a whole human being and then you have the baby and then mum's left sometimes a little bit deficient in nutrients because she's given so much to the baby so that's sort of the first thing is to start thinking about that before birth and to keep your body nice and healthy and hydrated afterwards whether you've had a c-section or a vaginal birth there's definitely things that you can do to help improve the healing times I'm going to say the S word again because <laughs> because avoiding sugar is unfortunately really helpful for, for improving healing times. There are other foods as well, so including lots of vitamin C rich foods. So things like bell peppers, oranges, that sort of thing, and zinc as well is super useful. And mainly protein. So good protein rich foods because protein is kind of the building blocks of of all your cells really so it's doing that and resting there's so many important things <laughs> but resting is is very good and and keeping hydrated as well and that's going to help your body heal itself a bit quicker great thank you i realized that as i was like oh we'll we'll, we'll go on to the next stage <laughs> of- yeah. Let's see, I actually skipped out the labour part and I went straight to the kind of postnatal <laughs> bit. Um, if we've got any pregnant um, listeners who are due any day soon, um, what um, are there any foods that you would recommend that help um, with labour? I always just seem to remember the Friends episode and I think Rachel and Ross just have lots of spicy food. Um, yeah. So I, I'm assuming spice is one of those. Um, but, you know, what, what would you kind of recommend um, to, to help help that along? So 
most of those things to do with food are kind of a little bit of a, a um, old wives' tale. Okay. Unfortunately. I won't, I won't use friends as the premise for <laughs> my information moving forward. <laughs> Maybe not totally reliable. Um, but yeah, the only thing that's really made much of a difference in some studies is red raspberry leaf tea and that you can start drinking from 32 weeks onwards so that's supposed to tone the cervix and then enable that to be sort of stronger contractions when you actually are in labor so that's one thing and the other thing which I mentioned a little bit earlier was about hydration so really making sure that you are hydrated in the few weeks beforehand is going to that actually has been proven to help reduce labor times so that's something that everybody wants really <laughs> um and then other than that it's kind of planning what you're going to take with you i normally recommend taking some fruit in because it's quite easy and palatable and some good energy um but as far as actually bringing labor on there isn't much in the way of food and drink that's going to do that the most reliable things to do is to exercise and to do some squats <laughs> that's the one things that do actually help great cool yeah um and then i wanted to kind of finish up on um a subject that is um as we mentioned quite sensitive um the idea of breast versus bottle now um I don't have kids. Um, <laughs> I've just recently found out you don't have kids either. Um, yeah. But it's something that I think, well, both of us, given the work that we're doing, um, seeing a lot of that there that there are pros and cons to each, that a lot of it is also still kind of shrouded around um, secrecy and embarrassment and, 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 you know, there's a lot of judgment still around um, your choice, whatever that might be. So I, it would be great to know, given the people that the clients that you're working with and your experience um, of, of, of looking at the subject, what are some of the, from an objective point of view, what, what and kind of nutritional standpoint, what are the sort of pros and cons of, of, each, of each way of, of doing it? So we're looking at it from a sort of... There isn't really a comparison between breast milk and formula as such um, in the fact that breast milk is made specifically for your baby and there's there's nutrients and things in there that we can't replace synthetically. So there is a difference between breast milk and formula from that point of view. Either way, your baby is still being fed. Your baby's still getting important nutrients either way. But that is something that can't be ignored. It's not a like-for-like like, um, situation, in, if you see what I mean. Yeah. But as with anything, you know, when I talk to my nutrition clients, it's never just about nutrition. We talk about their whole lifestyle. And... I think the main thing that I find is that if people have the correct support, they end up enjoying breastfeeding. But it's the lack of support, I think, that we've got. And it's it's natural, but it's not easy to breastfeed. Mm -hmm. And I think 
that that is the main area where if people want to breastfeed, it would be very useful if we had a little bit more support. You know, if people knew where to go to find a lactation consultant, because nine times out of 10, it's the latch that's the problem. um, And that can be easily fixed. So, yeah, but but ultimately for me, I tell people that, yes, um, (laughs) breast milk is, is obviously going to be the best possible nutrition that you can provide for your baby but sometimes that doesn't suit mum and that's my main job is looking after mum her nutrition and her well-being and there's no doubt about it that growing a whole baby takes a lot of nutrition out of mum and then breastfeeding also does the same and it's a huge pressure um, so I think that also has to be taken into account and if it doesn't work for mum then it doesn't work and I believe quite strongly that there shouldn't be a judgment there I think it's it's more about knowing the facts and then making an informed decision yeah I, I agree um, thank you for that this has been really really insightful Laura thank you so much and I'm hoping that you know a lot of the mothers are listening will um, find this helpful um, I will link to your um, website um, and your Instagram page which has um, lots of kind of beautiful information I know that you do um, kind of postnatal guides pregnancy guides fertility guides you have snacks and kind of supplements you also do kind of gift boxes which are amazing um and obviously your one-on-one consultation so um i'll link to all of that so if anyone does want to get in touch with you they they can thank you no thank you so much it was lovely to speak to you